I am a fan of tough conversations, Sean, because for the last 20 something years, I've been blessed with really good coaches. And most problems in my life came down to a tough conversation that I hadn't had. I might be resenting someone from 20 years ago, or I felt offended by something in the meeting, or someone's doing something and I don't think I'm, I'm, it's okay to speak up. And it just sucks to live that way once you see the possibility of what's on the other side of artfully speaking your truth. I'm not saying just dump it on someone. You know, we're not talking about, hey, I'm pissed, we need to talk. But I'm talking, okay, to artfully do it, the magic that's available in movies, the reason we watch movies is to feel good and see like, oh my God, well, that magic is available in our day to day if we're willing to take a risk and take that leadership move of speaking what's real. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the None of Your Business podcast. Today's episode is going to be super, but maybe uncomfortable for some of you because, look, I think that every single person in life and also in business has been in a situation where you knew that you had to have a potentially uncomfortable conversation where you had to overcome this thing. You know, and a lot of times what happens is like there's a situation going on and you're like, look, I don't want to confront it. I don't know if I should have this conversation or maybe even something going on um, at home or with your children or in your marriage. And you're like, how do I do this? Well, today is your day. I'm not saying or I'm not promising that it's going to be super easy. But I think if you lean in, we're going to be able to give you some good advice and we're going to empower you to take over and have those uncomfortable conversations. Our expert today is David Wood. He is an absolute expert. Let's bring him in and let's uh, dig right in. David, welcome to the None of Your Business podcast. Thank you, Sean. Good to so, be here. So you have a very interesting um, story of how we end up here. And, and I don't know if you know this, but we begin every podcast with this same story or the same question, sorry, of how did you end up here? Because what happens is, um, we always have experts on and they're always phenomenal. And the people listening and watching could think like, well, of course, you've had this charmed life. And of course, who? oh, here you are just preaching to me. You don't know what I'm going through. So walk us through a little bit of the journey of how we end up talking today. I like the way you set up that question. Yeah, well, it began in a little country town in Australia. And um, I was... I mean, you know, already there are points against me, right? There are marks against me because I'm a, I'm a man, I'm Australian. We're not very good at, at being in touch with our feelings. Um, that's just kind of the culture. And it was worse for me because there was a, uh, a tragedy when I was seven years old and I lost my little sister. And I was there and I witnessed it. And apparently, we didn't know it back then, but later on we worked out, oh, okay, that's trauma. And so what I learned to do was shut down my emotions and I got really good at numbers and business and systems and money. So I came top of my school. I got 
uh, paid to go to college. Um, college was free for me, but I got paid on top of that. And then I got a job at this great consulting firm and ended up getting transferred at the age of 24 to New York. And I'm, I'm on Park Avenue consulting to Sony Music and Ford and Exxon. So, but that's like half the story because what I realized is I wasn't happy and I was stressed. And fortunately, someone said, why don't you go and try this personal growth program? And I did not want to do it, Sean, because they all wore name tags and they smiled way too much. And I just, I was such a cynic. And I thought, this can't be real. This is a bunch of self-help junkies. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in, get what I can and get out. Well, thank God they were ready for me. And they cracked my heart open. And I was just like standing there in front of all these strangers weeping. And, uh, and I had one teacher say to me in one of my courses, you've been waiting your whole life for this level of truth. And I think he was right. So I embarked on a 20 year journey, 25 years of discovering myself. And so while I coach business owners, cause I love entrepreneurs and business and I'm a raving marketer and, and systems and I'm a nerd, I love that stuff. But if people only wanna make more money, I say, go, you find someone else. There are plenty of people who will work with you on just your business and just making more money. But if you want to do that and you want your life to be great, you want to speak more of your truth, you want to go for it more, you want to screw up more courage, you want your relationships to be more deeply connected, you want to leave a legacy, that's where I get really interested. Did I answer what? your question? Absolutely. Well, let's talk about that. So people, um, I think that what, what, when you say that, I mean, kind of the cliche answer is, yeah, of course, that's what I want, of course. Um, but then when it comes down to the practicality, when it comes down to the practice of that's very hard. Why is that? Why is it so hard for us to speak our truth? Why is it so hard for us to live our full potential? What's happened to us? Well, if you had a if you had a, uh, some footage of yourself growing up, I don't think it'd be such a mystery. Like when I was a kid, my parents didn't say to me, how are you feeling about that, David? Oh, we're not going to the zoo now. I know we were. How does that feel? Where is it in your body? Oh, you're angry? I don't blame you. Do you want to, do you want to beat some pillows? Do you want to get... That wasn't how I grew up, and most people didn't have that. If I was angry, I might get in trouble. So even to this day, I have a problem expressing anger. I'm doing an acting scene tonight, and I'm coming out flying at a 10 out of 10, swearing or whatever, and it's going to be great. I never got to do that as a kid. If I was sad and crying, I, sometimes you get in trouble for that. Say, so I'll give you something to cry about. So mm. we learn this survival uh, methodology. I think it goes back to caveman days too. Like, like if you weren't part of the tribe, you would die. If you were kicked out from the clan or the tribe, you would die. You couldn't survive on your own. You had to fit in. And then when your parents have unlimited power over you when you are a baby and as you grow up, they have this financial control, they control where you live, what you eat, they can punish you, they can cause you pain, they can... So you learn how to fit in with other people. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, except when it becomes our operating system or we can't even see it anymore. That's just who we are. And maybe we learn to be charming and maybe we do this. and. You know, when you ask people, hey, do you speak the truth? 
almost everybody will say, yeah, right? It's not until maybe you go to therapy or work with a coach or you re someone says, well, why don't you go tell them that? They say, oh, we can't, can't say that. They're not going to listen. So now let's get into some of the reasons why, why we don't want to say that. We don't want to. Okay, let me back up a step. So tough conversations, there's so many. It could be anything that's not expressed. It could be something you desire. It could be something that you're tolerating. It could be a confession. Maybe you broke something or, you, you, you know, maybe you took some money sometime and you spent it on something you shouldn't have. Doesn't matter what it is. Usually the reason we don't want to go and say it is we might get in trouble. That person might get mad at me. I might lose their affection or their business. I might, my reputation might suffer. I'm in a class right now. And I tell you, you know, the teacher said to me last week, he said, so why'd you pick this scene? I didn't want to say the truth. The truth was they didn't have enough scenes. And someone asked me, can you put something up? Anything? Come on. What do you got? You got a monologue or something? It's like, oh God, well, I did Dracula a year and a half ago. I could dust that off. That was the reason I picked this scene because I was begged to put a thing up on stage. And I said to him, do you want the truth? He's like, yeah. So I told him we got to have a good conversation about it. He's like, well, props for jumping in and heeding the call, but still what had you picked Dracula out of everything? And we got into it. I am a fan of tough conversations, Sean, because for the last 20 something years, I've been blessed with really good coaches. And most problems in my life came down to a tough conversation that I hadn't had. I might be resenting someone from 20 years ago, or I felt offended by something in the meeting, or someone's doing something and I don't think I'm, I'm, it's okay to speak up. And it just sucks to live that way once you see the possibility of what's on the other side of artfully speaking your truth. I'm not saying just dump it on someone. You know, we're not talking about, hey, I'm pissed, we need to talk. But I'm talking, okay, to artfully do it, the magic that's available in movies, the reason we watch movies is to feel good and see like, oh my God, well, that magic is available in our day-to-day -day if we're willing to take a risk and take that leadership move of speaking what's real. Well, see if you can convince all of us to fall in love with this idea of tough conversations, because I agree with you that... You know, a lot of a lot of times the reason why we don't do it is, for example, we don't want to hurt someone's feelings or at the same time, we also fear the repercussions. Like if I just said, hey, listen, hey, we, we have to just stop the interview because you're, you're 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 just not doing very well. And then you're like, what? This is ridiculous. I'm going to talk bad about you. I'm going. right. So convince me. How do I how do I begin? to see the positive and yeah, I know it's not a guarantee, but the potential for repercussions. Yeah. Um, here's an, here's an example, uh, that it came up with a podcast host. So I'd offered this podcast host a coaching session, um, as a gift. I said, I'm, I'm happy to, to do it as an investment in our relationship. And when it came time for the coaching session, he wasn't there. And I, I, I had to organize my day around being there at two o'clock, right? You know how, how meetings work. And he sent a note that said, oh, look, my bad. I've used your booking link to reschedule it for next week. Now, I didn't know what was going on with me. I just knew I didn't want to do the call. 
I didn't want to do it. I didn't like something that was going on. I didn't like that half an hour of my time was wasted, but I couldn't really get clear on it. And this is often where it stops. So what I, the temptation was to say, you know what? I'm busy. I'm sorry. I've gotten real busy now. I can't do it. That's it. And that'd be the end of our relationship for me. But I thought, well, come on, you're the tough conversations guy. So let's look, let's look into it. So I, I did my own worksheet. I've got a free download on my website that anyone can download. It'll take you through this and give you clarity, even if you choose not to speak up. It's gold. What's the, what's the URL? And what everybody uh, to mouse, Yeah, mouseintheroom.com. Yeah, because we all know about the elephant in the room, right? You see it, I see it, no one's saying anything. But the mouse in the room is much more subtle. And we need to address the mouse in the room. So go to that site and look top left and you'll see free downloads called the 3D process. And what I did is I went through this worksheet and it's like, well, what are you feeling? Well, I feel annoyed and pissed off. And I feel like I'm not, he's not respecting my time. And particularly that he, that he used the booking link without asking me if it was okay to reschedule. He just assumed. And so once I'd done the worksheet, I created a little video and I said, hey, you know, I realized I got this hesitation to do that call with you. And I looked into why, and I think I know why. If you'd like to know, keep watching. If you don't want to know, just stop here and that's fine. And we can just leave it at, at that and we'll, we'll skip the call. But, but I, hope, I hope you'll want to keep watching. That's consent, right? If he keeps going, now we've got consent. You don't want to just expect that someone wants to hear it. But I've asked. Uh, and I might have said, you know, and I'm doing this because I want to have a closer connection with you and I would like to do our call. And I think I've worked out what I'd need to feel good about it. And then I kept going in the video and I said, when you didn't show up, that was half an hour of my time lost. I couldn't rebook that with anything else. So that was a bit annoying. And then on top of that, you rebooked it without even asking if I was okay. And I got the feeling that you don't respect my time. I'm not saying that you don't, because I don't know if that's true. I don't know what you respect, but that's how it felt for me. And I just wanted to cancel and make up some excuse and then I realized if we were going to have the call, what would I need? And this is a question on the worksheet. Like, what do you want? We often don't know that. We know what we don't want, but what do you want? And I realized I'd need three things. And I, I don't know if I can remember all of them now, but it was something like, I want to know that you get the impact of you not being there. That's half an hour of my time. I'll never get back. I want to know that you uh, do respect my time. I'd like to hear if that's true for you, it may not be true, but if it is, I'd like to hear it. And then thirdly, I'd like to know that you're committed 100% to showing up on time if we reschedule it. Those three things. You don't have to do any of them. But if you do, if you're okay with those three things, I'd love to do a call with you. I'd love to serve you. I'd love to help you. He got back to me and he said, holy shit, I've never gotten a message like that in my life. Can I play that on my podcast so people can see what's possible when you speak the truth? And he said, yes, I respect your time. Yes, I get the impact. And I do apologize sincerely for that. And yes, 100%, particularly now, I will be there to get whatever coaching I can get from you. And we had a great time. I had him on my podcast and we talked about it and we played the video and did the whole thing because that's like diving into what's possible. And that's just one, that's just one person who didn't show up and piss me off. That's one little thing. That's nothing. What about, there might be something 
you want in the bedroom sexually, or you don't want to do any more in the bedroom? What if it's um, you screwed up at work and you 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 messed up with the billings, and now ten thousand dollars is not going to be paid, and you got to confess to someone? What if you did something when you were a kid that's been on your mind every now and then? It comes up and you feel bad about it. Like I called the bully from high school, did not want to. This is 20 years after school and I had to make a list of all the people that I still resented or that I I didn't want to see on the street because that's what my coach had me do. And and she said, all right, well, call that guy. I said, no. She's like, why not? I said, he's going to think I'm an idiot. And she said, magic words, which I've kept to this day, Sean. She said, then lead with that because that's your truth. That's my new mouse in the room is that I'm scared he's going to think I'm a complete idiot. That's the first thing. So I called the guy and I, and I said, I'm just, I know we haven't spoken for 20 years. I'm, so, I'm terrified, you know, and he got curious. He's like, really? And this is part of the pr- process on the worksheet is sometimes you share that you're on your edge so that they know that this is a little vulnerable for you. And I said, yeah. And he said, well, what do you got? Like, tell me, I, I'm all ears. And I said, when we were at school, I felt pushed around by you and I tried to push back, but you were better at it than me. And I, you're always one upping me. And I felt ridiculed in class and I resented you for 20 years and I'm letting it go and you don't have to do anything. I just, I just wanted to let you know, I'm, I'm moving on. I'm letting it go. And I'm sorry. I've been thinking about you that way for 20 years. And he blew my mind. Again, the magic of movies. He said, wow, well, what can I say or do now to help you or us move forward? I'm like, what? Who is this guy? I went back to my hometown in Australia, uh, probably two years after that, and I saw him at a bar. And normally I never would have said a word to him. He came up to me, invited me over to his table, We spent a couple of hours drinking at midnight when he went back to his parents' place because he was visiting his parents. He invited me to come with him. And I went with him and at 1 a.m. he turned to me and he whispered so no one else heard it. He said, I don't think I ever would have had the courage to make that phone call that you made. And I just have enormous respect for that. And I, I think that's what I'd wanted all my life is his respect because I really liked him. We used to be friends. Now, look, it's not always going to go like that. I can't promise it's going to go that well every time. And you've got to know if there's something at stake and you can fill this in in the form, like what could go wrong? You might lose money. You might lose a client. You might lose your wife and your kids at custody. You might, I've risked losing my freedom when I did something that was illegal and it weighed on me for years and I finally went back and confessed to the person, I said, that was me. And I'm just so sorry because that's not who I am. How can I make it right? Um, you just, you could, I had to be willing to go to prison for that. And it took maybe 20 years before I was willing to take that risk. So I'm not saying you have to do that. What I'm suggesting is you download the worksheet Use it whenever you've got something where you're not sure how to say it or if you should say it. And then if you're willing to accept the the possible downside for the upside that you've written down, then the worksheet will show you a little roadmap of how to go and have that conversation 
and your life can change. Soak in the lives of the people around you. I absolutely love that. Remember everybody, it's at mouseintheroom.com, upper left-hand side, download the worksheet. Um, but I'm yeah. sure people are gonna wanna dive in even deeper after hearing, um, after hearing this podcast. Well, the book, I, if, I, if I can give a little plug for the, the book, absolutely. just a quick one. It took me a couple of years to write, probably take you half a day to read. It's about 97 pages, it's an easy read. And it's designed to prompt you, designed to have you go, Oh yeah, in my family we could do more of that. I my kids could would love this. You know, hey dad, can I name a mouse with you? You know, in my with my staff, I think this could be really useful. We'll have a common language and it'll prompt you to write down little lists and whatever and you'll be like, I'm going to I'm going to actually try out this worksheet with a couple of people. One guy wrote to me, he was a teacher. He said, "I've used this in four conversations now and I'm batting 4 for 4." He said, all four of them have been great. Uh, even someone who teaches this stuff, her husband said to me, wow, we have started using this and it has completely changed how we have our arguments. It's completely changed it. We were walking on eggshells before and now we can actually talk. So it, it works. You're not going to get 10 out of 10. You might get nine out of 10. You might get eight right. out of 10 go well. But even the ones that don't go well, do a round two. Hey, I don't think I did a good job of that. Can, can we have another chat about it? I think, I don't think I listened well enough. Can we have another go? Might take two or three goes. Don't give up. Don't give up before the first go. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about. I want, I want to, um, the, the question I want to ask is, you know, what if when you had called the guy in Australia and you were like, you know, I feel like, you know, I'd like to have a conversation. And he was like, who is this? And I'm like, well, it's David. And he said, well, F off, David, I, I, get out of here. Um, yeah. So you, when you talk about like, sometimes it doesn't go right. Um, yeah. And we go back. So one, you, you said, just try again, but like speak to, I mean, cause that's defeating. Like if I'm like, yeah, I listened to the podcast, I, I'm going to get the book and I'm going to download the worksheet and I'm going to do it. And the first person's like, yeah, get out of here. Like, I don't want to talk about this. Um, Speak to me about that and then maybe give us a couple of examples of situations where it, you know, some stories of where it did go wildly sideways. Uh, okay, great. Um, I'm going to bookend this with some positives. So firstly, bear in mind, you know how you, you really worry about something, you worry you might sweat about it, how I'm going to say it, and you want to do it the best possible way. And you finally go and have the conversation and someone says, how was it? And you go, oh, it was nothing. It was fine. They, they didn't even know what I was talking. You know, it was nothing. So bear that in mind. It's usually tough in our heads. Mm. That's where it's the, the toughest. Um, so the first question was, yeah, what happens if it goes wrong? Well, firstly, the person may not agree to have the conversation. You know, I, I had an example. It was a classmate in this class I'm in, and I wanted to talk about what was going on. I knew something was going on, but I didn't know what. And I'm the tough conversations guy. It's like, you can talk to me, but they didn't know that. And I said, look, can we talk about it? And they said, look, there's nothing to talk about it. We're all good. I left it a month and they weren't talking to me at all in class. And I was like, there's still something. Look, why don't we sort it out? Um, I promise you, if you give me two minutes to talk about it, you'll be happy that we had that conversation. I got shut down again. So I, no, there's nothing. I did get more information. So I'm like, okay, well, fine. But they did not want to speak about it. And you got to know sometimes to go, okay, 
I've tried. I've given it a shot. So if someone, if that guy had said, fuck off, that's okay. My work was done. I'd called him. I'd called to say, I'm letting this go. I can let it go. If I feel like it's done, I'm like, all right, he doesn't want to talk. Okay. I took a shot. Or uh, you might, I might write a letter. Say, I'll give it a shot. Most people at least look at a letter before they tear it up. So there are ways to do it. Now, once you're in it, yeah, it might go sideways. In the, in the, I think it's in this worksheet, there are some pro tips, and they definitely are in the book. Chapter eight is all about advanced mouse naming. So what do you do if someone's, say you say, look, can we talk about the, the meeting yesterday? Yeah. All right, fine. What? Well, you know, I noticed that I felt a little bit, yeah, because you were, maybe they got so much charge, all they can do is yell or attack or defend. If that happens, I'll give one tip here because I, I don't think it's, I don't want to go too far into it, but you can say, you know, it seems like you've got, you know, some charge on this. You're like to say, why don't you go first? I'll hear everything you got to say. And then maybe we can switch. What, what do you got? Tell me more. And they go, blah, 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 blah. And listen, like really listen. And then when they're done, you might say, wow, okay. I think I got all that. Is, is there any more? Give them a chance to name their mice with you. And then when that's done, you might say, okay, I think I got it all. Is there anything else? No? Okay. Is it okay if I share my side of this and what's been going on for me? And often they'll be willing at that point. So I, I think that might have answered that question. And then you threw, you tacked something on at the end that I did want to address. Do you remember what that was? You said, what if it goes sideways? And the person doesn't, yeah. So if the, if it, if in the beginning they were just like resistant to it and then, oh, and then any, um, stories of, oh, of when right. it goes like stories. Yeah. 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 Client yeah. Or someone that it's like, they came back and they're like, I did it, but, uh, that didn't go yeah. right. You know, this is interesting that you ask it because over and over and over again it's it's almost always positive okay. the experience that the clients have they're like yeah we talked about it and you know it was good and connected or it could be we talked about it and we realized we completely disagree on this but at least we know that um i i have had i had one where i'm trying to think where it went really really badly that I can tell. That's not too personal for me to tell. There was once I, I invited um, some people who were in a, a training that I'd done. I invited some of the people to my, um, my birthday party. I wanted to invite just say four out of five, but that'd be awkward. So I invited the group. And then I realized one of the people in the group tends to talk a lot and take the attention loves attention. It's like the attention of the room will just get sucked towards her. And I didn't want that at my birthday party. Classic tough conversation. What do you do? How do you uninvite one person out of the group? And normally you just, you know, well, I'll just suck it up and deal with it. But I'm like, no, I'm the, I'm the speak your truth guy. So I, I said, can we have a conversation? I took, I, to her, this one person, I said, can we have a conversation about the, the invite? if you're thinking of coming. And she said, yeah. And she called me and we had a talk and I said, I noticed I felt nervous because sometimes, um, here's my experience, is the attention seems to go towards you. 
and it can be like, like uh, let's call it Betty. It can be like the Betty show. And I said, sometimes that's fine, but at my party, I'm worried about that. I don't, I don't want it. So could we, could we maybe have a signal if I feel like that's happening? Can I just do something so it's not awkward so that you know? And I think, and she said, well, I, I don't know. Let me feel into that and see if that feels okay to me. So she went away and thought about it and came back and said, um, you know, that doesn't really feel right to me. So I, I think I'm just not going to come which was great. That was fine too. It also would have been fine if she'd gone, she could have gone, oh, I totally get it. Yeah, I can do that sometimes. Don't worry. This is your night. I want you to have a rocking time. She could have said that, but she didn't. She went another way and that was, that was perfect for where we are. So even if you think, oh, that didn't go well or that was wrong, how do you know? Mm. Maybe that's exactly how it was supposed to happen. Um, I have had times when I've opted not to have that conversation and have the truth. So don't think, oh, this guy, he, you know, he'll just say anything. He'll risk anything. No, I was in Bali and living in Bali for two or three years and, um, had my life set up. I got a cat, I got furniture, I got all my friends, whatever. And I was subletting a, uh, a, um, a guest villa. So one of the rooms of my house, I would rent out and help me cover the rent. Not allowed to do that. Not allowed to do it in any country because technically you're earning money. So unless you have a work visa, now Bali, they take it seriously. And I knew that, but I thought, oh, well, everyone else is doing it. No big deal. If I get caught, I'll probably pay a fine or whatever. No, they showed up at my door one day, flashing a badge and talking in rapid Indonesian and saying, you're wanted for questioning tomorrow in the big, in the capital city, um, you've been renting a villa and, you know, we want your passport. Now, thank God I didn't have it on me, but they called my lawyer and he said, yeah, you got to go tomorrow morning. And he said, and I, and he, and he said, while you're waiting for the trial, there'll be detention. And I'm like, wait, wait, what's that? What? He said, well, jail. And I said, how long are we talking? A, a couple of nights, a couple of weeks, six months. And he said, it depends. Okay, that's all I needed to hear. I opted not to have that conversation. You know, now it'd be noble. I respect it. Anyone who's willing to go there and say, yes, I rented that villa, put me in jail. I'll negotiate a bribe from within jail um, and then get deported. I was willing for the deporting. I was willing for a fine. I wasn't willing for the jail. And so I let, I spoke to another lawyer because I didn't trust mine. I hear they get a cut of the bribe. And so I called someone who had no skin in the game. She said, oh, you should just leave the country. Mm. Leave the country, come back in three months, it'll all blow over. I say, oh, it's fine for you to say come back in three months. I, had, I didn't know if I'd make it through the airport because they had my passport number. I t you, you watch the born identity. It's fun. It's exciting. Oh, yes, what's going to happen? Look at when you're in it and don't know if you're going to be allowed out of the country or you're going to be taken to a cell, that was not fun at all. So that's a conversation. I used to think you should have every, every truthful conversation. Now I just say, do the worksheet. Because nine times out of 10, when you're thinking, oh, that's going to be like born identity stuff, or that's going to be, I'm going to get fired, or my wife's going to divorce me and, you know, take all my money. Nine, 
wow, I just remembered the first time I ever coached somebody in my life. This is what got me into coaching, Sean. It was a woman whose husband had had an affair 10 years ago. And she'd held it over him and kept him under the thumb for 10 years as a way to keep him under, in the control. And then she, she revealed to me that 10 years before, someone else had an affair too. She did, but she never told him that piece of information. Well, we worked on it for, for half an hour in the car late one night outside my place. And then on that weekend, she went and told him, risked her marriage, risked custody of the kids, potentially. And she came back and reported to everyone in the class that they felt that they were floating six feet above the ground, completely in love for the first time in 10 years, because the truth had come out and they'd gotten to connect. I'm sure there was pain. I'm sure there was anger. Things might've gotten thrown, but do the worksheet because while your brain is telling you, no, this can't be done with a, the simple guidance of a worksheet, you may find that you're absolutely stunned by what humans are capable of when you're willing to be vulnerable and take a risk. Unbelievable, you've said it all. I think that, man, I hope that people will take this content and apply it. I hope that you will go right away, mouseintheroom.com and get the worksheet. Um, and then reflect on this. There's probably a series of difficult conversations that you need to have. And, if you need help, you know, you always have David to reach out to. David, how can people contact you if they want to connect, if they want to throw you some words of gratitude? How can people find you? Yeah, thank you. Um, well, you can email me. If I, a lot of stuff on my website is free. You go to mouseintheroom.com. I've got, I send a couple of videos every, every week. So you're welcome to all of that material. If there's something that's not covered there, you can email me at david at mouseintheroom com. I'm happy to answer your questions if I can help. Uh, if you're interested in coaching, if you own your own business and you're doing well in a number of areas in life and you want to fly even higher and work on your business and some life stuff, then request a session at my site. I don't charge for that uh, initial session because it's the way I find the right people to work with. And for some people, one session is all you need. You might be like cooked and done. And if you need more, we can talk about coaching. So that's mouseintheroom.com. That'll give you everything, you everything you need to know. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being with us. I'm positive that people are going to find tremendous, tremendous value from your time with us today. Thank you. Oh, you, my pleasure. On the book, if you, if you like reading self-help books and you think more truth is going to be good for you as a leader or, or as a human, then um, go and get it. And I would love, I would love an email to know like, the difference it made like oh i had this conversation or now my kids doing this or this is what we're doing at work uh, i would love to hear from you thank you so much all right everybody you got your homework you got your marching orders let's uh get that download pick up a copy of the book it's available on amazon and through the website and share with david what he's done for you even if you didn't get the download of the book this podcast alone and the information that he just dropped on you i'm positive it's going to really impact some lives this was an incredible episode. We're going to try and top it next week, but I have no idea how we could possibly do that. But we'll give it a go right here on the None of Your Business Podcast.